Kia ora, tēnā koutou katoa. Hello and welcome back to all of you to Jules from NZ, the Glitter Episodes. Kei te how are you all? Kei I am good. So it's been a while since I've been talking RPG and we do have a lot to catch up on. So what am I talking about today? Well, on the lineup is... Updates on my home game. We've started Icewind Dale and it's going amazingly. Updates on Fate of Eisen. Where are we in the run up to the end? Update on my quest book campaigns. Yep, that is plural and I'll have to explain that soon. Playing Curse of Strad, finally. But the challenges that come with playing with a DM with a different style and people who are strangers. And we've got some calls too. Jason, Joe and Spencer from literally ages ago because I'm a bad person and I'm behind the times. So here we go. We're back to glitter. So, Icewind Dale. Let's start with Icewind Dale. Not the newest adventure module that WotC has put out anymore, but the newest I own. And I was very excited to crack it open and investigate what was inside. It comes with character secrets on a random table to roll up for the players and a very different world exploration style than others I've read. You may be familiar with the area of Sword Coast, but just in case you're not, um, essentially it's a frozen expanse ringed by mountains and populated by ten towns and the rigged tribes as well as the various frozen monsters that roam the world. Um, ten towns is literally ten different towns of varying population numbers. Dugan's Hole being one of the less populated, a sad resource, less place of little hope. And Brunchanda, one of the more populated and safer places, a good place to rest and resupply. It's all frozen and cursed to remain so by Oral, who has made the ice permanent, and the overarching mission of Icewind Dale is to see if they can do something to fix that. And in the meantime, each town sacrifices what they can to appease her. At the time of the sacrifice, giving up either warmth or food, or an actual person, depending on the the resources that the town has. If you're pretty low populated, you wouldn't be giving up a person, for instance. So yeah, not ideal, probably needs to end. But essentially you get a starting adventure from whatever town they find themselves in that makes them go wandering. Then each town has its own problems that they can either engage in or ignore. And once they've gained enough experience by exploring towns and helping out, the next level of quest lines and harder missions opens up. So basically there's teasers for quests literally everywhere. It's like walking into a town in Skyrim and finding that everyone wants to talk to you about something. As a DM, there's a lot more broad strokes prep I need to do for every session because I have no idea what they might choose and I want to be ready to go for sort of whatever happens. So I find myself writing a lot of reminder notes and timelines, although the players are really enjoying the choices and the free will to explore. So more work right now, but I'm still excited to see how it all kind of plays out. Fate of Eisen. Okay, so Fate of Eisen. Um, we're still in end game and somehow continuing to surprise our DM, even though the story is basically on rails at this point. There's like two days until the surge, which threatens to destroy Ivan Eisen. We're obviously going to to go there and and try and stop that. So we're on a pretty clear trajectory. Um, There's not a lot of sideways action from that. But we recently learned that the god of 
chaos Crover, who is screwing with us has three generals in the world making his instructions kind of a reality sasha torchwood and the fate weavers my character i actually took one out before we even knew what they really were and then when they were trying to save and keep safe another surge wielder that they heard about they met and took down a second one. So when the Apple Squadeth heard about that from Hayde and how there was actually only one left, well, they decided to not sit back and wait to be attacked, but to go on the offensive instead. So Marley sent out a message to this general after getting a detailed description of him through sending, essentially saying, we're here, come and get us if you think you're hard enough. And yeah, he definitely wasn't happy about that, and he came to kick our ass. Um, it's getting really stressful as we get closer. The stakes are so high that one wrong move could be the end of Eisen at this point, and we're still managing to find lots of things to laugh about, even during all of this. It was a very recent episode where we found ourselves with a night off to rest and recuperate after a big fight, and two of the party started a forest orgy. Yep, legit, that happened. And it wasn't me. Our, B- our DM was both not surprised and horrified at our new low. <laughs> You've only got to listen to figure that out. Uh, although there's only two days left, we don't actually know how many episodes that means. We don't really have a clear understanding of that. Um, I know that we'll have to head to the surge soon and we'll use Damien, our little, um, he was a gift from a god, to basically call all of our friends to the right spot. So his entire functionality is to expend his life to um, burst everybody that he knows that he has to call into being to the right spot. So um, I imagine there'll be an episode of catching up with all the NPCs that we've met as they appear in that spot and seeing what they've been up to and making plans about how we're going to... um, you know, do this. Um, Then I know Brad has plans to have a few of the guests coming back to play their characters to help us in the final battles. So I imagine that's going to be really intense to try and get um, quite a few people in the same podcast recording and all together and, and making that into like a good lot of episodes because I kind of see this being one episode because you know when you get a few people in a game turns take forever and yeah it's action moves slow so um, especially when you get a bunch of comedians in the same room they're all just talking crap before they actually do anything so um yeah I, I imagine that'll be pretty intense I was hoping we'd be through it before Christmas just because Brad and I were both hoping that would be the case but scheduling is hard with me having so many nights that don't work and trying to get four people together regularly let alone however many people we're gonna have to get together for the finals so as I'm sure everyone listening can understand so maybe by January question mark I'll keep you posted I have no concept so why do I have so many nights that don't work? Well, I'm running two nights of paid campaigns of Ghosts of Saltmarsh for five people in each group as just one point, let alone recording um, Fate of Eisen and some other things which I'll talk to you about soon. So although it took me a while to get um, the campaigns of Ghosts of Saltmarsh to where they are and with five people in each group, I have had a single group for a while. They're my Tuesday group, who call themselves the Vivanquishers, um, and they're awesome. Uh, they are Vesa, a furball cleric, Aldrich, a 
Dwarven Forge Cleric, Lawlessa, a Triton Paladin, Valiant, a Tiefling Barbarian, and Elyra, a Half-Elf Rogue. And they're just a wicked group of people, let alone the characters that they're playing. I'm at the point in the campaign where I'm weaving their own individual stories into Ghosts of Saltmarsh, so without um, giving you any Ghosts of Saltmarsh spoilers, I can tell you a little bit about things that are happening with them individually. So Vesa has a dog that she's been searching. Oh my god, someone's trying to call me. Um, searching for the owner of for a while. She's about to get some interesting information about the ship name on Bella's collar, Bella being the dog, um, and what that could mean for her in terms of investigating stuff. So that's going to be interesting. Aldric is having a crisis of faith that is affecting his spellcasting a little. Aldric being the cleric. <laughs> um, so he has his own D4 chart to roll on every time he casts spiritual weapon that flares and splutters its potency, either doing less or more more or wider or normal damage um he's about to encounter religion and how it could affect his life in a completely new way so that's going to be interesting lawlessa has uh recently stepped out of the ocean to investigate land happenings um and he's about to learn that the ocean that he left is in more trouble than he thought and he may have left them at a really 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 bad time um so yeah that's going to be interesting Elira copper as he calls himself has been searching for someone now I'm aware that my players might be listening to this, so I'm trying not to give too much information away because a Lyra Copper has quite a few secrets. Um, someone he helped escape, and then they disappeared with no clues as to their whereabouts is who he's looking for. In desperation to find them, he made deals with people that he may find himself regretting with little payoff so far. As for the person missing and the name he's going by, that's about to become hugely problematic as he meets someone who he knows for certain he is not who he says he is. So that's going to be really interesting as to how that plays out for me. Mainly, I'm imagining that Hayden, who plays Lyra, is going to panic. But um, it has to come out sometime. So, yep, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. And Valian, well, he was taken by slavers many months ago and his family started searching for him almost right away. So this all actually happens in his backstory. So when we meet Valian, he's in Saltmarsh basically looking for work after being saved by Tom and Will Stoutly the marines that operate in and around um, Saltmarsh who are still attacking the Sea Prince's slaving ships and things like that. So Valian was taken by the Sea Princes and the slavers um, and um, basically rescued and returned to Saltmarsh. And he hasn't gone home yet because um, I guess he figured he was already out of his, his tribe, so he may as well keep being out of his tribe. So um, his his... Uh, brothers, in fact, made a search party called Valian's Vanquished? Question mark, um, and they've been out for a while. They actually found a backpack covered in blood with that name a few sessions ago, but didn't realize the impact because they thought I was just playing a joke on. Um, they they always say that um, their group, the v Vanquishers, is the Valian's Vanquishers. Um, so I think they just thought I was playing a, a joke on their name. But I've had this in planning for a while, so. Um, yeah, they did not realize that the, uh, the, the importance of the backpack they found covered in blood, um, with that name 
um, until Valian got a reply from his letter that he sent to his father asking if he's seen his brothers yet and telling him that they had formed that party with that name and are they okay and where are they uh, and all of that kind of thing. So Valian had a moment where he was like, oh shit, uh, before he was like, nah, not my older brothers. My older brothers will be fine. They're big and they're gnarly and they can protect themselves. So they're going to be great. They're going to be, they're going to be fine. I'm sure that they're fine. Um, I'm, I don't know if his character is, you know, secretly pat panicking on the outside because um, Alistair who plays Valian is always playing things pretty cool and pretty tight to the chest so um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out I guess we'll see if his brothers are okay I mean I know but <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to play out all of that so I'm really looking forward to seeing those individual stories um, weave through the campaign as they take on the normal campaign chapters. This group particularly has already said that they're keen to just keep playing um, until level 20. The adventure runs out at level 14, so I'm starting to weave in things that they can definitely play after they've um, finished all of the chapters as such. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the other Ghosts of Saltmarsh campaign on Thursday nights took a while to come together. Definitely had some false starts. A few players come and gone already due to the timing not working, but now I have a really neat group of five. Bruder the Dwarven Forge Cleric is the longest running character and holds the storyline together right now. Rill the Water Genasi Druid is played by the second longest player, but it's his second character. When he found he wasn't enjoying his first choice, we swapped him up. No point continuing with something you're not enjoying, especially when you're paying, so it was an easy fix. And Rill has been very fun with wild shape and water breathing and causing all sorts of hijinks. Next to join was Hob, the halfling ranger, quietly getting things competently done in the background. And then two friends joined who decided to play two Nordic-like brothers, capable but complete opposites. So one is Nial the Tempest, a human barbarian playing Path of the Storm as the uh, strong silent type, and the other Torsten the Mad, a human fighter bard as the chappy, chatty and completely insane one. And these two have amped the roleplay, being that one is a drama teacher and the other an actual soldier who um, learned to play D&D while serving in Iraq. So that was a fascinating story for me. I've never even heard of that before but Joey from Hindsight List assures me that apparently lots of soldiers learn how to play D&D while they're serving in America but that's just crazy to me um, but it, it kind of makes sense but I just you know origin stories um, that that's a pretty cool one so so far they're only just um, through the first chapter and they're already causing ripples in Saltmarsh so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next so yes these two campaigns keep me pretty busy it's both easier and harder running two in the same module, easier in that I'm only holding one world lore and NPC list in my brain, and I'm getting pretty familiar with how the adventure runs, which leaves lots of room for the roleplay and the fun as I have to lean on the book class, which is awesome. Um, harder because I have to really take good notes to remember which group did what, <laughs> like which group bought a house, which people went to see Zandros to get on retainer to find magic items, and which ones are cursed by the Luckstone, etc, etc, etc. I'm learning a lot about taking effective notes, that's for sure <laughs> but it's great having these amazing groups and I really love my life with every Tuesday and Thursday getting to play with these amazing people
And on top of all of that, I finally started playing in a game of Curse of Strahd. After managing to avoid all spoilers, I'm super excited to play through one module before I run it. That's all I wanted, to get to experience one like everyone else before stuck back in the forever DM chair. It's been interesting playing with a DM who's a bit more railroady and players who are less roleplay focused. There's a lot of, I search this desk and they just roll, and less descriptions of what that actually looks like than I'm used to. Um, and we definitely get told what's happening a lot more than we're asked what we'd like to do Um, and when we take actions to find things there's not a lot of flexibility around the rules like we knew something was up with a bookcase for instance we rolled um, a check and we knew that the room was like the wrong size from the rooms around it and stuff and we all tried to figure it out rolling pretty well in some cases too but we didn't say the exact words of the the how to find it so he he just didn't give it to us and then he actually had to tell us before we left the room when we'd given up um I don't know like if he was going to give it to us any way I don't know why he just didn't give it to us as part of like a good role but you know that's my style and definitely not his so I'm trying to shut my trap and sit back and just not be a backseat dm because backseat dms suck so I'm trying not to be one. Um, it's a little annoying, but, you know, there's one other player who has an accent for their character and is quite descriptive, and they DM too, so I think we appreciate each other being there because um, he's keeping me sane. <laughs> um, maybe it's because the other players are still new too, and they'll, you know, see us doing this kind of stuff, and they'll grow their style, or maybe it'll be like this the whole time, and that's fine. I'm just excited to play, and although scheduling has been damn near impossible, I've played in like three or four sessions so far Um, and I say three or four because it's hard to say because we agreed on every second Monday and then someone scheduled something on a Monday and we had to switch to Sundays and then our DM cancelled a bunch and now we're back to Mondays but people couldn't do them and honestly I haven't played in nearly two months which is kind of annoying so I finally got the group to agree to stick to the dates of every second Monday starting on a particular Monday Um, and if somebody can't make it then we play without them and then it affected me first. I couldn't make it. Irony. But they went ahead. Yay. So that gives me hope that in a couple of days, um, it's going to line up with every second Monday. And I get to see where Ember is and what's happening in the monster house that Rose and Thorn asked us to investigate. Small spoiler ahead. Skip ahead just a few seconds. Um, maybe press skip a couple of times. I knew Rose and Thorn weren't on the level. I am now possessed by Thorn and scared of everything, but it's kind of funny. So I'm looking forward to seeing that play out and trying not to metagame someone smacking me until I go down to get him out, as I already know that's how possession ends from reading the monster manual a few times. I don't think Ember would know that, though. Ella want that, frankly. She's not going to want somebody to just smash her. Um, she's only like level two. So it's going to have to be an accident. So I can't wait to play more and I really hope it happens soon. And I think that's all my gaming recaps. That was a lot. Thanks for sticking with me. Um, I really need to do these more regularly as it would be easier. There would be less content to cover. I've been considering doing campaign recaps for ghosts, um, just like smaller clips of like what my campaigns have been up to. So let me know if you'd be interested in listening to those spoiler full recaps of those campaigns. Could be fun to record the happenings for you all and for my players too. They're fun games to play, but is that fun to listen to? I don't really know. <laughs> um, okay. All right, what's up next? Okay, past Julia has already recorded the next pieces, so um, she'll take it from here. Cool. Okay, it's time to play some messages that are long, long, long overdue for being played. Um, I thought about not playing them, but then you would have missed out on hearing the really important things that they have to say 
Um, and I think you'll understand as soon as I play these why I have included them still. Yeah, it's really obvious. Um, so take it away, Spencer, Jason and Joe. Hey, Jules. Um, sorry, Kiora. What am I like? Uh, just just uh, checking in to congratulate you on making it through another RPG a day month, um, especially after the effort you put in last year. And uh, to, yeah, to be up for doing that all over again. And I've really enjoyed the Fate of Eisen themed episodes. Um, as you're probably aware, I've not been able to make that commitment myself this year. So uh, really appreciated um, all the, the other, other folks getting on board. And um, yeah, just just thank you for sticking with it and getting those episodes out. And um, well, let's hope that maybe, you know, I can get back in the saddle in time for next year. Anyway, thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. Kiora Jules, Spencer here again. I just thought I should add maybe a little bit of an explanation to my previous message. Uh, um, I have been a bit behind in listening to the RPG A Day Month episodes from everyone this month. And uh, it's probably probably good that I didn't get myself involved as um, yeah, the idea of putting out episodes daily would not have... You know, I would not have cut it this year. And I, I see that you yourself have also struggled a little in getting some of those episodes out. However, I have complete faith in you. I'm not revoking my congratulations. I just wanted to make sure that you didn't think I was uh, taking the pus, as you might say. Um, anyway, uh, that's enough from me. Char. Angels, congratulations. You did RPG a day 2021. Great job finishing it out there. Really great, you know, month long push for Fate of Eyes. And, 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 you know, you did such a good job of making it fit all the prompts. So, you know, awesome. As far as 5e goes, you know, I've always said 5e is important and it's really helped the hobby. But I've never really been a fan of 5e myself. But not a, you know, it's not my favorite system. Although I'm waiting for you to run it for me, so maybe then I'll enjoy it more. But the fact that you were able to use 5, the 5e was tied in with that charity, you're able to help out those kids. That's amazing. And the fact that a beer company is willing to sponsor you related to 5e, you know, charity and beer, pretty important to Jason. So I'll give 5e a thumbs up now. Thank you. Hi. Congratulations on finishing RPG a day 2020. That rules. Uh, that was a super, super touching episode you did for your thank you episode on 5e. 5e is great. It has made gaming in general more popular and more acceptable. But I think you were selling yourself a bit short. You are an amazing dungeon master. And I fully believe you would have had those opportunities with or without 5e. Yes, like I said, 5e made gaming more popular again, but you are good enough and charismatic enough to have garnered these opportunities with or without 5e. That's it. Bye. See? 
See, I had to keep them. I had to include them. I had to let you listen to them. And I bet you, you think it's because of the way they all say nice things about me. Nope, that's not why. <laughs> um, nope, it's because of the amazing way that Spencer gives Kiwiisms um, a damn good Kiwi try. Um, I loved hearing you say <laughs> Kia ora and chur, Spencer. It made my day. Um, and also because of the nice things that Jason has to say about 5e. Did you think that was coming? Mm-hmm. He said some nice things. And then Joey said some nice things as well. So that's why I kept them. That's why they're my favorites. Um, but we also have some more messages to play. Um, I believe Jason and Joe both have more to say. Hey, Jules. Jason here. Great to hear Brad talk about D12 Go. Wonderful episode. Thank you for putting it out. Yo, Jules, thank you so much for that episode. It was amazing. I love everything about that, dude. I, You know, I get the fact that he told an off-color joke. But I hope, I certainly hope that none of the members on the council that decided to cut ties with him have ever told an off-color joke. Otherwise, they'd be big, fat, stupid, idiot hypocrites. (laughs) Instead, they're just depriving an 88-year-old badass of, like, some, you know, Jesus, come on, he's 88, man. (laughs) I love him forever in my heart. Um, Two degrees, two honors degrees badass starting rad political movements awesome preserving a knockdown cathedral amazing uh living off his girlfriend that's the best uh, partner's just the least romantic term in the world anyway thank you again peace out so my last message i called him before you were totally done his quote about <laughs> How they just don't like him because they're boring old bureaucrats and everybody likes him and nobody likes them. Yep. <laughs> don't hate the player. Hate the game. That dude rules. You did an amazing, amazing job. Thank you again so much. Oh, man. I, I hope that guy starts like a Patreon or something like that. If you ever run into that dude, tell him about Patreon. I would gladly donate to him. He is amazing. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Joey. You know what? You're more than welcome. Um, That was actually a really fun episode to put together. So um, I really did enjoy uh, having the topic kind of to riff off and and put together. So um, anybody out there who has a thing that they hear about in New Zealand and they'd love to have more information about said thing, please feel free to drop me a message. Um, I'd love to have an idea about what you want to hear about to go off. So that's cool. Um, And... Jason, you're more than welcome. Um, and I, we actually got together and put out that episode mainly because you had shown an interest in D12 Go and it made Brad happy. So um, I, everybody who listens to me, if you're not already listening to Nerds um, RPG Variety Cast, you really should. Um, his episode 258, even he does a review of D12 Go, which I would recommend going in for and checking out if you want to have another look at that from somebody else's point of view it's very good so um yeah yeah do that okay and that's me that's everything i have to say today on this glitter episode i suppose i'm sitting here 
outside Coastlands posty with my friend and store manager Karina, enjoying the sun, enjoying a nice morning tea shout that we just had that was pretty epic. Uh, chocolate pastries, pretty damn good. And uh, I think on that note, while I'm enjoying myself, I'm going to wrap this up. So I just want to say a big thanks to my gems, James, Jason, Barry, Laren, KP, Ezekiel and Joey. As usual, I could not do this without you and I value your patience. Thank you again to our call-ins who we had this episode, which was pretty awesome. Um, next episode is about a recent run-in I had with one of Aotearoa's famous serial killers and how I helped them. And Karina can definitely back me on that because it happened here in Coastlands where I'm sitting enjoying the sun right now. So look forward to that if you love true crime. And if you're enjoying listening to Jules from NZ, please give the show a review of your choice on a platform of your choice. It all helps. Inohora, kakite anō, and goodbye for now. Bye.